We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17-14. Shar on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. Three seconds left. Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Far. Lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. And or did he cave in the catch at the 15? Yes. What are they gonna roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? Rogers in trouble. It's gonna get there. He turned 32 yesterday. Does he have a vintage moment in it? In the end zone! It is caught for the win! Richard Rogers! With a walk-off touchdown. The final snap of Super Bowl 45. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. The Lombardi Trophy is coming home. Oh, <laughs> what is up, everybody? Welcome to a post-game Packers win over the Bears. Oh, boy. As always, I am your host, Numak, coming at you after a 38-20 Packers victory over the Chicago Bears. And joining me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Jordan Tresky. Jordan, how are you doing, buddy? Doing very good. Packers start the season with a win against the lowly, lowly Bears. Same as everyone's. Oh, man. I've been waiting for this the entire <laughs> the entire offseason, dude. And it, 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 exactly what we wanted. A absolute trouncing of the Chicago Bears. Absolute trouncing. 38-20, as we mentioned earlier. But truthfully, after the halftime, it wasn't it wasn't that close. Packers led 10-6 at halftime, proceed to score uh, 28 points in the third and fourth quarters. Just to the Bears, fourteen. Initial reaction. Initial right away reaction. Um, it, it tale of two halves, as they say. Uh, first half, there was there was some promising moments. Obviously, it all came together on that first drive. Was the first drive? Yeah, it was the first drive. Yep. Um, and it was very much like, oh, 
here we go. This is what we we've seen this in preseason. We've seen this talked about in camp. Everything, everything else moves along as the first half goes on, and it was pretty quiet, especially offensively. But the defense really kept the Packers in it, especially when the Bears were, you know, starting to threaten to kind of take over the game, whether if you believe in momentum or not. They were certainly threatening, didn't really capitalize on any of their scoring chances, though. And it all in it set up for was to back for the Packers to blow open this game with uh an Aaron Jones uh magnificent performance, even when he barely plays, barely touches the ball at times, much to my chagrin. <laughs> but like yeah, this is everything that we have seen. During preseason, whether game action or practice videos from fans at, at practices and all that stuff, we've seen the promise of what this team could be. And it's it it gets to you after a while of how there's so much noise about other teams, about other play other teams in similar positions like the Bears, where they're being bet on by media folk, writers, whatever the case may be. And to just see an ass kicking unfold oh. um, oh. over the second half was uh, pretty glorious. And uh, yeah, a lot to talk about, a lot to celebrate about. Yes, it's one game, but it was quite an opening statement uh, considering, you know, the whole offseason, really. A certified, certified ass kicking. Like, I I can't it, just talk about enough how pre Pre week one, you and I are both just like, man, all I want to see is the is Jordan Love waltz into into Soldier Field and just give it to him. And despite a uh, a shaky first half, he definitely uh, rounded out the rest of the rest of the uh, the game. Ends up fifteen for twenty seven, two hundred and forty five yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions, uh, just the one sack that happened in the first half. Um, just really great rounded out game. And I think you talked about it in the Discord. It's a uh, brief plug. Join the Discord. GSP and that info. Um, yeah, we talked We talked all throughout the game. Yeah. And again, a lot to celebrate through the game. A lot through. to celebrate. Um, and he, he just looked so good. And like I think you had mentioned it that he looked, his balls just like looked a little off when he was throwing them. Just like I saw a lot of double clutching happen, a lot of things just like just floaters. In the second half, dude, he was rifling, just rifling. Yeah, I thought the first half he had obviously Romeo Dobbs was available, but was uh, I believe as Ian Rappaport said that he was basically going to be on a pitch count, mm-hmm. and we saw him decent amount today, but not like overwhelmingly. So you're relying on a lot of rookie receivers: Samari Toure, Luke Musgrave, rookie tight end. Tucker Craft didn't really see any action, but was out there, um, and guys that like love his practice with but not exclusively that's more of like the twos that sean clipper was seeing mm-hmm. and it was a lot of like just not the oomph that we would see in like these windows that like hitting the guys in stride during the routes it was a lot of, and i don't think it was necessarily just on jordan love i thought the play calling in for a lot of the first half was really odd mm-hmm. because they're putting love in doing a lot of bubble screens a lot of bu- behind the uh line of scrimmage actions that i didn't we didn't really see them preseason so it was just kind of odd to really we saw a freaking option at one point like that was bizarre <laughs> like okay newt rocky is coming back from the dead but i don't know what's going on here um 
there was a lot of that that I was like, oh, we're getting too cute. Like I, I, I like Matt Lafleur, and he, he, his overall like how he runs games. I generally agree with, but there are sometimes where he kind of like you like, oh, look what's in our bag. I'm like, no, put that bag away. Put the bag Just away. <laughs> put the bag away. But when we started to see the kind of routes, the throws that we would see from Jordan Love, hitting guys on slants, it was very easy. Like. None of the the plays or the touchdown throws that he threw to Aaron Jones or uh, Romeo Dobbs were like, it, they're not that like revolutionary. But no, he's hitting them mm-hmm. at pinpoint windows, pinpoint throws. Like that is what we have seen from Jordan Love in very limited time, and that's where again, if we're talking about putting Jordan Love in a, in a position to succeed. Don't get cute with it. Mm-mm. Trust him. Trust mm-hmm. him to throw a deep ball if you have to. When he bobbles the fumble and Luke Musgrave is like backpedaling like 20 yards to catch a ball. Dude, talk about like <laughs> a guy that looks so good in preseason is like catching in stride and just like totally on balance, like going to be a big part of the offense. <laughs> Both of his catches today like a, were goofy. Just goofy. Really goofy. He's a goofy guy. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I, but yeah, I just thought... It, it was a very um, inspired change of the second half of like, oh yeah, just doing the things that we've seen. It's not that, it's not going back to the drawing board. I think it was just more of like, okay, why are we doing the, these, you know, kind of uh, gadget plays that don't really go anywhere? Let's hit, let's trust our guys to lead the offense. And it wasn't just Jordan Love; it was also Aaron Jones. Yeah, we're getting into too. Big shout out to Aaron Jones. We'll get to him in a second. Uh, a couple chatters in here. Having some having some great comments in our YouTube live people for the pod join the YouTube live next time it's gonna be a lot of fun I promise um, <laughs> PK Omega three three thirty dude imagine being a fan of the Chicago Bears Arlington Heights deserves better oh that's a terrible imagination could never <laughs> could never imagine being a Bears fan um, but as uh, Mason Sensal puts it the big big thing with love is how good he was in third and fourth down major pressure situations where plays needed to be made and he made them that's a, a great observation just he was poised all day in the pocket which is basically how we've expected him to be throughout the preseason entering entering into the first week of the regular season he just looks so good behind this line and that's a testament to how good this offensive line is like only the one sack and it was a scramble sack because he was trying to escape that pocket but other than that he had a pretty clean pocket all day long all day long Packers were nine or sixteen, and I, a lot of Love's best throws came on third down. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was touchdowns or they had a touchdown fourth down to Aaron Jones. Um, but yeah, that stuff like that that was very much like game is kind of in doubt or like threatening to flip in the situation, like who's in the driver's seat kind of thing. And Jordan Love quieted down the crowd routinely. And yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's all we can ask for. That's that's uh, that's a hell of a start to uh, his first full season as a starter for the Packers. Yeah, absolutely great start. Um, Aaron Jones, nine carries for forty-one yards, most impactfully two receptions for eighty-six yards, the longest one being of fifty-one yards. Crazy that you give the ball to a good player after a uh, almost entire quarter of not giving him the ball, probably a quarter and more. And yeah. he does something good with it. I think Ty pointed out in the uh, in the Discord that the Packers are like 13 or so plays without targeting Aaron Jones or even giving him the ball. So 
that's I see that's gonna hold over from last year, which I'm not a huge fan of. <laughs> but at least they realized coming out of the half that they just needed to give him the ball. And wow, great things happened with the ball in Aaron Jones's hand. Yeah, I was getting really restless watching a first drive happen and pretty much goes to script, goes to plan. Aaron Jones is featured predominantly, didn't score, but really drove that first drive. Then it wasn't just a matter of that they weren't giving him the ball. He wasn't even on the field for a lot of it. And whether that's a result of a hamstring issue, which is certainly going around the Packers these days, um, uh, and all that stuff that eventually forced him to leave uh, the game early. But it's like, come on. This is not a new thing. This is especially now where like they go into the into the game where they don't have Christian Watson, so you're probably your most dynamic wide receiver. Your most or the best receiver available after that is on a pitch count. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, it was lucky that Romeo Dobbs is even available, but they weren't like throwing him out there. It was a lot of like short yarded situations or like when they really needed him. So I just thought with Aaron Jones not getting the ball, it's like, okay, why are we doing this again? When the offense is really stuck in mud and they're, you know, kind of out of character plays or just what they were trying to do, whether that's you using air, uh, sorry, using AJ Dillon in a very different way than he should be used. Um, it's, I don't know. There's just a lot to just be like, why this should not be going on. And then immediately, they come out of the second or go into the second half. Aaron Jones gets the ball, whether it's in stride on passing attempts wide or lining out wide, or just getting the ball on off the ground. And we saw what happened. It's not that hard, and it's going to be the key for any success this year. Is Aaron Jones going to feature prominently? I know they want to kind of keep it the kind of um, usage by committee with running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. We saw a lot of plays today, even when things went well. Some guys need the experience to kind of where there's <laughs> uh, Gazelle, Luke Musgrave learning how to run as a football player. Yeah. Again. Yeah. I Stuff th- like that. It's like if, trust your experience, guys. Like there, there's a reason why Aaron Jones is on this team and why they can still be really good mm-hmm. despite all the new changes around there. And it was like, it's not a shock that things go well when you give Aaron Jones the ball. So follow that advice, Matt LaFleur. I'm I desperately, desperately begging, <laughs> begging you to follow the advice. <laughs> um, should we go through the drives a little bit? Sort of yeah. break down the game. So Bears get the, the opening kickoff of the 2023 regular season. Uh, proceed to go um, very short down, uh, to their field. They only gain about what looks to be 40 yards or 30 yards ends up being a fourth and one in which they go for it early in the first quarter, early, early in the first quarter. And they don't get it. Don't get it. Big, big uh, stop by the defensive line and the linebackers to put them up in there and just stuff them. And then right back, the Packers go use Aaron Jones, go down for that touchdown on that slant to Romeo Dobbs. That was just, just beautiful. I think you couldn't have asked for a better start on both sides of the ball with how that with how that started, frankly. The the, the big showing up of the defensive line as well as the offense going and getting points. I saw on the on the broadcast that they had one opening drive touchdown last year, and 
now they have one already this they, year. And they got one on yeah, in one game. Right. That's all you need. So <laughs> hopefully that's a uh continuing trend for this se- this season to getting back to the ways of the twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one Packers where that was like they almost never uh failed to score on a first drive. So um Bears come right back down and get a field goal from about forty seven yards from Cairo Santos. Not a whole lot of big plays happening there. Just a bunch of dink and dunk stuff. Like I was, I'd be really curious as to see like the um, post game stats from Justin Fields because I think the calling card of his offense and of his passing game was still relevant in the game today. He's not taking shots downfield when they have the opportunity just to have a regular passing offense. Nine times out of ten, it's a throw at the line of scrimmage or a throw maybe within two to five yards of the line of scrimmage. Like it's there's nothing downfield. Honestly. It, it that was the biggest difference to me and why this game flipped on a dime the way that it did is you saw two teams basically playing the same way. Like they weren't playing any different between one another passing wise between Jordan Love and Justin Fields in the first half. It was when they started kind of getting whether it's and you know short to medium uh yards yard kind of gains or whatever, and then hitting guys in stride and then yards up to the catch and all that stuff. Increasing the uh, the A dot average depth of target and stuff like that, and, <laughs> and throwing, starting to take more shot plays and stuff like that. That's when the Packers looked more comfortable playing that way. Like what we again, what we have seen, and that is the biggest question facing the Bears. Is like, yeah, you got DJ Moore. DJ Moore, what did he finish with? Two catches, twenty five yards. Yeah, not and, great. No, not great. And the the biggest difference for that is like. Um, I think again, Ty said it in the Discord. They spent all that money to uh I shouldn't say all the money, but they spent all the money on defense and then made the asset or the trade of the first pick to go get DJ Moore. Obviously traded for Chase Claypool last year. But like DJ Moore's your one now. He he should be getting the ball. Only two targets. Like he had two catches yeah. on two targets. And that's just inexcusable. Like it's 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 totally inexcusable as a as a Bears offense, you should have seen him come out last year like Justin Jefferson did against the Packers last year in Minnesota. Like, just have Fields feed DJ Moore the ball. He's good. He will make plays with the ball when the ball is in his hands. But to completely ignore him for almost the entire game, like, I don't think he had his first catch until, like, deep into the first quarter. It was it was the drive that they were threatening where things started to feel like they were slipping away. I think yeah. there was, like, a... Um, Jair wasn't really lined up on him either. We saw that kind of like the bad characteristics yep. of the Packers defense with their soft coverage. They're kind of playing things in front of them, mm-hmm. not really pressing receivers, nope. not, you know, no aggression. And then things started to slip away. Then Lucas Van Ness, lifesaver, mm-hmm. comes up with a huge sack um, on Justin Fields. I think it was, I have it written down here. Um, it was a second down. I think it was like it was like second and goal or something like that, like on the five, and Fields is running and running and yeah, <laughs> Ness is just yeah, you know, pursuing him pretty pretty well, um, and that really like broke open the floodgates for like the pressure that they got on Fields from then on. Like it was a totally different ball game with that sack, get, forcing the Bears to just a field goal, and Packers got points before the end of the half, and then yeah, just flipped from there. I mean. It's just after the field goal, the second field goal from the um, from the Bears at 
I'm trying to see the exact time here. Nine minutes to go in the uh, in the second quarter. Three and out from the or three and out from the Packers. Three and out from the Bears. Three and out or six plays and then a punt from the Packers. Five plays and then a punt from the Bears, and then the six play uh, field goal drive to end the half. Like that's just that was just some ugly offense where neither team could get it going, and then they they must have found out something. Darren Jones must have put his hand yeah. up. Please give me the ball, please. I'd, I would really appreciate it. But yeah, that that Lucas Van Ness tackle that you talked about that happened um, early in the second quarter was beautiful. Just like that is sort of the guy he tracks to be just this hyper athletic guy able to chase down some of the faster players in the league and just hopefully use his above average tackling ability to get losses and just to stunt drives like that. Like the the best thing about that play was him tracking Justin Fields, but also just wrapping him up. Like he yeah. got all of his arms around Justin Fields and threw him out of bounds. Like yeah, because we saw Jair get uh, a really good untouched blitz. Mm-hmm. Or I think maybe even on that same drive, and he just couldn't wrap him up. It was like a maybe like a hair off from like really <laughs> taking him down, and then obviously a game changing drive that way. Right. But we saw multiple times like throughout the first half. Where they're getting home, but they're not finishing up. Um, I don't think that actually makes sense. They were close to getting home and then finishing up. They didn't get home, or they got close to being home and then finishing up. Um, and yeah, just Van Ness on that play, when it was literally you know yards away from giving up a touchdown and seeing the lead flip and going into halftime down like that would have changed the entire complexion of this game oh absolutely and it did not they did not bend which is huge yeah it was really good really really good we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website 
are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Um, I think we should use this break in halftime and this tweet from Zach Cruz to talk about the defense. Uh, this is Matt yes. LaFleur to Larry McCarron on Packers Radio. Uh, quote, our ability to protect Jordan Love and then get after Justin Fields was probably the difference. Yeah, the D-line oh, yeah. absolutely played their asses off this game. Like, it was it was crazy how, how much push just a four-man front was getting. Um, every, almost every time, like, Kenny Clark's in there, Devontae White and Kenny Clark teamed up for that strip sack fumble um, in the second in the third quarter. Justin Fields ends up with four sacks for 27 yards. He had 51 sacks last year or something around there. I think that led the NFL. It's not a good pace to be setting right away. Not a good pace no. to be setting for the Bears. But a supremely good uh, start for that D-line, which we kind of figured was the beginning or was the strong suit of this defense, I guess, depth-wise, too. And they really showed up. They really showed up. They did a good job against the run today. Um, Very good. 122 yards total. 59 of those are Justin from Justin Fields. So like that's a lot of scrambling happening, which is you're gonna have you're gonna have to live with that at some point with Justin Fields. It's just how it is. But their leading rusher was Khalil Herbert with 27 yards. Like that that's good. Yeah. That's a marketed difference compared to the Bears game to start the season last year, where they had 200 yard rushers. So they did a yeah. really good job. I'm I'm glad that Kenny Clark said that we're not gonna see a run defense like the 22 Packers, and yet he was right. They did a very good job today. Yeah, I thought between the run, stopping the run, and not making fields, a lot of that those yards came with the game well in hand. Mm-hmm. And they did a really good job of kind of forcing him to stay within a box, not letting pockets break down, all that stuff. And um, like to see the rookies, Van Ness, Carl Brooks got a sack. Uh, Preston Smith was pressuring a lot. Uh, JJ Anagbari had a pass breakup on the line. Obviously, Devontae Wyatt one and a half sacks, forced a fumble. All the good stuff that happened today on the line. It wasn't just like simple pressures. They were giving him different looks too, whether it was like stunts or like little twists. Like you saw guys line up over the uh, like tack or guards and then would bounce outside. So, like, they really gave him a lot of looks and pressured him repeatedly as the mm-hmm. game went on. And you, that's, that is the simple recipe to, to winning this league that it's not going to ever change. And having the, the depth of, of, at they, at, that they do on the edge. When Rashawn Gary played today almost exclusively on third downs, I know he was on some other plays, but it yep. was not a lot. And they didn't really need him. No, yeah, you know I mean, like they they had they generated a lot of pressures, even without you know their star pass rusher who's still on the mend and uh, you know hopefully will be full strength very soon here too. Yep. So yeah, that's huge, huge for this Packers team. Yeah, absolutely. I think like what really set the tone for the second half was Packers come out eight plays, seventy five yards, just feeding the ball to Aaron Jones, get that touchdown. Um, Bears come out for the ensuing the ensuing drive and go. Three plays, negative two yards, starting with a sack from Devontae Wyatt as he went unblocked off the edge. Um, and then, again, j- short pass to Justin Fields for three yards, Dante Foreman. Um, short pass to Roshan Johnson for six yards, and then a punt. Like, that's a, that's a three and out 
right away. Packers come right back down. Um, four plays, uh, 30, 42 yards, and a touchdown. I think this is the, uh, yeah, this is the Aaron Jones catch and run touchdown where he just yep. caught it on the fourth down, uh, fourth and three slant, pulled up his, I think he, they said he might have cramps, but I, Matt LaFleur said post game that he's hoping it's just cramped, but they don't know for sure just yet. So, fingers crossed that that's just fine. He seemed in good spirits on the sidelines. They had the overhead cam, uh, look over <laughs> Aaron Jones. He's laying on the ground just. <laughs> so, but yeah, as Andrew puts it uh, quite quite well in the chat, we call that a momentum swing, folks. I think that's a oh, yeah. a great point. That at that point puts the Packers up um, twenty four to six, and that's pretty early in the uh, in the uh, second or in the third quarter. So, and then swing drive there, Devontae White comes up big again. Uh, that strip sack and fumble, and then a punt. Unfortunately, I think that was. Um, Bit of a boneheaded play from Devondre Campbell. A 15, yeah, the forest fumble. Yeah, yep. fifteen yard penalty um, for pulling guys off of the pile. Which he's a captain; he should know better. I understand. There's, it's like emotions are high, but that effectively knocked him out of field goal range um, at that point because I think the fumble was recovered at the Chicago twenty-eight. So they would have been in field goal range had the same result happened where they just go three and out, but that 15 yard penalty put them back near midfield. They didn't gain, they only gained two yards on that drive. So they had to punt it away. So a, a bit of a mistake given the context of where the next drive from the bears goes, it's still 24 six, but then um, bears go six plays, 65 yards um, highlighted by a very nice pass from Justin Fields to Donald Mooney for a touchdown. I think that was, a, a bit of a breakdown from Keyshawn Nixon. I think he's got blue by pretty quickly there. Yeah. So. You can see like where the rub of the route was going to come mm-hmm. and he was either kind of bracing for the pick or wanted it to switch off and it just didn't happen and got burned by it. Yeah. And that's, I'm, I'm not going to say that like it happens because it shouldn't, but um, yeah. I think hopefully once Eric Stokes gets back, that'll be something a little bit better, a little bit more experienced than a guy like Keyshawn Nixon. I think Keyshawn Nixon had a good um, game regardless. He had a couple good runbacks. He had a couple good um, like tackles and defensive plays that I saw that I was that him giving up the touchdown didn't sour me on the game for him. I think he still had a good game regardless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Packers come right back down. Answer the uh, answer the uh, if I could think the Bears touchdown with touchdown of their own with a simply simply. Gorgeous pass to Romeo Dobbs. We gotta talk about Romeo Dobbs for a couple minutes here. Like yeah. the the slant and the, the slant touchdown in the first uh the first drive was was fine. It's a it's a pretty standard pitch and catch touchdown uh pass from Jordan Love to Romeo Dobbs. The back shoulder fade where Romeo Dobbs absolutely mosses the Bears defender. Oh my god. Oh my god. We saw this last year. And like this is where a lot of people kind of got that uh, Hall of Fame jacket meme-worthy stuff from Romeo Dobbs going. <laughs> but my word, my word, was it a beautiful catch? Four catches, twenty-six yards, two touchdowns, um, five targets. Yeah, uh, I would be very interested to see the snap count because again, I don't think it. It wasn't really, a whole lot. Like it wasn't a whole lot. Maybe. 
25 max like max yeah but they saved him for some huge plays had that big um i think it was the third and fifth 13 on the um there it is there it is is that jordy nelson listen we can just keep going (laughs) i got i got zanaria smith i mean uh jj anagbari um dobbs is out there for that third and 13 uh that was a first down easily Anna Love, Jordan Love's uh, mom, saw it in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> thanks to Justin Fields' connections. Uh, gotta love the broadcast notes that they always yeah. say. But, pulled, um, it, pulled it in here. Justin Fields and Jordan Love are good friends. and Share, share an agent, too. Share an agent. And Justin Fields sold Jordan Love at a discounted price some tickets for the Bears game so that his mom could come see or come watch. Yeah. Yeah, not sitting at the top of the stadium. like Oh, so high. <laughs> for Jordan Love's <laughs> first start. Which we will never talk about again because this is the mm-hmm. true first start. Um, yeah, Dobbs again, sensational. The kind of doing this kind of plays that, as you mentioned, we've seen in camp. We've seen him do in uh, limited run last year as a rookie, and he just can make these catches happen. And it's going to be a nice yin to Christian Watson's. Like I'm going to run a forty in four seconds, right? Flat, yeah, kind of like that big play uh, potential. And yeah, they Christian Watson was definitely missed, especially when things were kind of gummed up offensively. And you can just kind of tell that they didn't really have like some guy to really take the top off the defense because the, the Bears were more than willing to let you know let the rookie wideouts or tight ends kind of play you know prove it. And then you know um, even actually I, I want to give a. a Brief shout out. Samari Turi had a huge catch early on mm-hmm. in that first half. He did. When things are really kind of just like, ah, like just dire. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, like that, that proves that, like, yeah, it sucks not having Christian Watson out there. And the Packers more than made up for it today. But when things come together, hopefully, and everybody's 100%, we saw a lot of guys, you know, leave the game early. Hopefully, Jaden um, gets okay. Like that. Well, yeah, that I, is the most bizarre. I, th- I thought he was done, though. I think he might be. Does is he? I I missed like a, in betweens of the of the end of the game. Did he come back in? Apparently, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, that's very crazy. He got he walked off with crutches and or not crutches. It was trainers helping yeah. him off. And it was cramps. It was cramps. Uh, it was cramps. That's what they said. Wow. Yeah, like I said, I, I missed what, I missed a little bit at the end of the game, and I didn't I didn't hear that. Yeah, that's good yeah. then. That, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, a lot of questions about like the Packers wide receiver core going into this game, especially without Christian Watson mm-hmm. and Romeo Dobbs showed out even in limited performance. Jaden Reed made some big plays before he got hurt, mm-hmm. and really showed his dynamic uh, dynamic play as a punt return too, which is going to be needed when Keyshawn Nixon is playing nickel and you know is burning a lot of energy that way too. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Andrew making a point that, uh, Jane Reed recovering the onside kick. I would assume that that's what happened. I didn't, uh, yes, that is right. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. I definitely missed the, the end of that. According one. to, uh, according, according to the, uh, the box score, that is right. So good call. Uh, Andrew Snyder. Appreciate it, buddy. Um, I think the next best thing to talk about is uh, is the pick six, like that is I guess chronologically what happened next. But yeah. Justin Fields goes to throw it downfield. 
he goes up the middle for negative one yards and then an incomplete short pass. And then third and 11, knowing they need a first down, stares down his receiver right into the arms of Quay Walker, who rumbles, bumbles, and stumbles into the uh, <laughs> into the end zone for a pick six. I think eventually was getting checked out for a concussion. He for, got a concussion on that play. Because <laughs> Darnell Wright blew him up. Like, it was a... It was a hit and a half, dude. Um, but regardless, still would not be denied at that end zone. Well, I guess he had a pretty good game today as well. He had a, a missed tackle early where he just like didn't knock the guy out of bounds, which is like, what are you kind of doing? But otherwise, I thought he played well. And I think this is a really good start to his season after how last season ended. Like he had the bad... Um, instance against the Bills, that was the first of which, and then he did it again against the Lions, um, infamously leaving the field crying and kind of throwing a tantrum in, in the um, in the the hall. I can't think about the tunnel. Tunnel. And he comes out, has a good game, and gets this pick six to like cement himself as a legitimate part of his Packers defense. Not that he wasn't last year, but like making a big impact play like that as a second year guy. I mean, him and Devontae Wyatt, both second-year guys having strong, strong starts to this game. I'm just I'm just happy to see Quay Walker had a, a very good game and had an impact on this game so early in the season. Yeah, i very impressed by him. Devontae Campbell thought did really well outside of that kind of one uh, snafu on the uh, fumble recovery. Yep. Um, I mean, think about <laughs> talking about draft picks. Their last first or like four first rounders. I think it was Zach Cruz of the Packers where he did showcase it out. Van Ness has a sack. Jordan Love, obviously three touch three touchdown performance with 240 yards. Uh, Devontae Wyatt, one and a half sacks, uh, forced a fumble. Yep. If I memory. Yep. Yep. And, um, Quay Walker. Walker too. Yeah. 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 And yeah, that's again, this is, it's all part of the draft and develop method. And to see it, it's not always going to be like this. We know that, mm-hmm. but it just goes to show you that they have a lot of good talents on both sides of the ball. And yeah, the defense, I mean, we I could talk about a number of different guys that really just made their presence felt um, in a lot of ways. And just the thing, I think the thing for me where we come into this game, we talked about on the preview pod, it's like, okay, we have heard a lot about like run defense kind of, switching up or um, urging more aggression and trying to, to uh, you know, not play the same way as they have under Joe, Joe Barry. And I thought from right from the get-go, even when things weren't going well offensively, the defense was the constant. It kept them together. It mm-hmm. kept them moving along in the right direction. And we saw a lot of plays happen. Darnell Savage had an amazing game. He had a number. He had, of, he had a really good game. Really, really good game. He stepped out the one, like, it was a seven-yard loss to start a drive, and it really, like, it was like, how the hell did you see this, like, happen? Like, the way that he diagnosed it all and blew up the play. Um, yeah, I thought it was just super impressive how the everybody on defense really coalesced and, did it, you know, did their job. It reminded me of Jair's play a few years ago because it was the same exact play where it was a bubble yes. screen of two receivers. One receiver was supposed to block and the other one was supposed to catch the ball and go. And 
he took a lesson out of Jair's book and he he blew up his blocking receiver and just got to the receiver that caught the ball and made a great tackle. It was like Mm -hmm. just a very smart play. Like I think it's, I I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment, but like the, this is the Donald Savage we need to see. Like we need to see him play at this level for the entire season for that defense to really get short up and just be, and just be really good. And so hopefully that continues. And hopefully that is like the, the, uh, the standard that comes throughout the season. Again, it's week one. You won't overact too much, but it's a great start for him after we had kind of said all off season that it was not a good year for him last year. So really good that way. Mm. Um, to go briefly back to Jordan Love for a second, there's a, a, um, a, a tweet here that made me laugh during, during what you're talking. Uh, this is from Ryan Wood, Jordan Love, uh, quote, all off season, our team has been slept on. It's one of those things we can't do anything about until we prove it. I think we're able to do that today. Absolutely, with without mm-hmm. a doubt. They they just they did they just really played 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 very well. And I think kind of I don't want to say quieted the haters because that's a little early for that. But I think definitely showed um, the people that this team has talent, even if it's young talent. Yeah, it's it's hard to prove that when you are so young and there's so much foundational changes, changing a quarterback, as they talked about a lot, he's mm-hmm. the first quarterback, not Dave Farman Rogers to start an NFL game for the Packers uh, week one. to start a season to start week a season. one yeah. in 30 years, 92, it, 92, 92. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's played to death and will continue to be played to death because that's all we know. What we don't know is where this team can go and where the the long term future is. We, it's always based on potential. So it's this weird window of like, okay, we see we see what you've done in the past. We're not going to buy it again. And <laughs> the people that see it up close and and the most, whether it's fans and obviously the team sees it more than we do. Mm-hmm. But it's like we have something here, and we're going to build it, and to have it kind of. It's one day out of 17 regular season games and hopefully make the playoffs. But for it to come together in a way that it did today is incredibly promising. No one, we had score predictions and we talked about how this Bears team could be different. Mm -hmm. They still can be different, even though things are largely the same. Um, But for the Packers, like, yes, things have changed, but it's not like all the drafting and all the things that like they were, you know, they should have done this with Rogers to close the window and all that stuff. It was made with a bigger purpose in mind and things are starting to change obviously. And again, one out of 17, but it was a really good, good one. Right. Good one. Number one, too. A really, a really good first one for Jordan love. Um, he talked about his, he talked about that. That's like this idea of um just being a competitor right this is ryan wood this is ryan wood's tweet i should say how did jordan love feel when he woke up today let's just say it wasn't about to slide quote i'm a competitor i told my agent before the game i was going to try and run somebody over he told me not to do that <laughs> well end quote he didn't listen because <laughs> he tried no. to run over that bear's offender and his it, he, was, he was going, he was going in like a schneider truck and uh he he was getting there, but didn't get all the way there. Yeah, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to change that. <laughs> he, he, he got. He got his one. Now we need you to yeah. uh, to just tone it down just a little bit. We need. Mm-hmm. We need you for the full season, buddy. Um, yeah. but the pick six effectively um 
ends the highlights for the Packers. Um, on I guess on offense, the rest of the game and and defense, they end up giving a give a touchdown on a long uh, three and a half minute seventy yard drive. Um, towards the end of the game, they made it thirty eight twenty, failed the two point conversion, uh, end of the game that way. So, damn that that it just it just felt so good, Jordan. It just felt so good. I want to give big uh, props to Roma Dobbs. Um, I meant to say this earlier, but really important of him just to go, even if he wasn't hundred percent, like having him out there for those touchdowns and for those, um, just catches he had, I think made a huge difference in this game because yeah. otherwise you're looking at just Malik Heath, Samara Toure and Jaden Reed and Luke Musgrave for that matter, who had, who had fine games. Malik Heath targeted once, um, Toure targeted three times, uh, Jaden Reed targeted five times for, I guess we should probably go through some stats a little bit. Luke Musgrave, three catches for 50 yards. Jaden Reed, two catches for 48 yards. Um, two for eight, two for 18. And then um, Wicks and Heath were both targeted once, or twice for Wicks, once for Heath. But just that level of like, hey, we talked about this earlier. Inexperience is going to be a little bit tougher to come along in this game, and it's going to be mm-hmm. tougher to recover. But rumor dubs going when Christian Watson couldn't, just to get those quote-unquote veteran reps <laughs> in with some of these uh some of these play calls i think was a big difference in this game because i don't think you could have expected any of the other rookies to really make the impact that he had um if they had to yeah and it's just a safety valve i mean we jordan love and romeo Dobbs have worked together for a long time long before they're packers together and having that chemistry really showed in throwing it up and just trusting a receiver to make the play. Like mm-hmm. that's what happened on the second touchdown. And yeah, that's going to be a connection that we're going to see a, 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 for a while now. For a while. Um, and yeah, that, yeah, Dobbs having him out there was huge. Again, Aaron Jones, not to just keep belaboring just how good he is, because that is when it, when the game start, you just realize, Oh yeah. Aaron Jones is like a machine and yep. is the engine to this team. Let's not ever forget that, man, LaFleur, because you keep forgetting that, and it, it's getting tired. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, um, AJ Dillon, 13 carries for 19 yards, two catches for 17 yards. I I don't want to say I'm done with AJ Dillon, the player, because this is very premature. I just, I think I'm done with how Matt LaFleur wants to use AJ Dillon, the player. Because I think you said it perfectly that they just get away from AJ Dillon or get away from Aaron Jones too much when they start feeding the ball to AJ Dillon. When I think... AJ Dillon's role should be that of a true running back too. 
Like, I think he is a running back that should be getting infrequent um, handoffs earlier in the game, but then ramping up as the game goes along while his legs are still fresh and the defense is starting to wear down. Because we've, like, that's his strength is that he is just so strong that he can run through weak tackles late in games. I don't think his strength is just as a running back 1B in that he can just run an entire game and have that strength throughout the entire game. I would rather see him used later and later while you get Aaron Jones going early. Because, like, I don't think the Packers are ever going to be a power running team. Like, they might run it a lot. I don't think they're ever going to be a power running team. And I think. I just want that to be showcased in the play calling. Like we talked about when Aaron Jones wasn't in the game, it was a lot of short passes or AJ Dillon getting the ball. And like, it didn't work. It just didn't. And so even, even short passes to AJ Dillon, which it's not, it didn't work well when, (laughs) when it was converted Mm -hmm. and it, it just, it's not as, it's not his style. It was, it's very, I'm sure for him it's very maddening too because like he is it's the thunder and lightning. You have Aaron Jones who can play with finesse. He can go out wide. I mean, he had not just the touchdown, but they had this crazy screen pass that it's like a 51 yard gain. Right. That's when things are starting to really hum. Um, uh, start the second half, and it's a play that like it breaks down. Jordan Love is like throwing. It's not a textbook form of like how you throw a ball to receiver right. and it just can happen with where as with um, AJ Dillon, like he's just not that kind of guy. He's a guy that spells Aaron Jones, but you don't want to like spell him to the point of not getting him the ball or not having him on the field. Like it is a, it's a delicate dance that they've tried to make work, even with both guys on the field at the same time. And it just doesn't work. Like I, I, again, this point is not, just a one game reaction we saw this last year too and they they touted that as a strength to this Packers team mm-hmm. and it's very clear it's not it's not and no. I I'm curious to see where it goes and how things are handled as the year goes along because you know they'll have better running days they'll have you know I don't know they'll have better opponents too that will scheme against that yep but yeah, it's it's just this kind of tough fit that the more AJ Dillon's being as like a featured back, he's not as effective. And how to how do you come to terms with that is gonna be really tough. It might not be an answer until the offseason if AJ Dillon leaves. So Right, exactly. And like I I wish that he's utilized better this season, because I think if he's not, then from like this point it's going to probably end with him leaving which i don't want because i like aj Dillon like as as the guy and just as a steward of packers football but Mm. i i i really caught myself wondering like what does emmanuel wilson look like here and i and i know that's premature i i know it's premature but like when you have a guy who's going (sighs) i'm trying oh it doesn't show me the full um oh here we go an average of one and a half yards per carry I just, yeah. it just, it's it's hard to watch at points and against better teams because I hate to call the Bears as bad as they are. I don't hate to, honestly. I'm frankly quite happy to do it. But as a team that went three and fourteen last year, they still looked like a team that's going to go three and fourteen again. And 
they're going to face a tougher competition throughout the year. Like I think the Falcons next next week, um, they won today. They'll they'll probably be better. It'll be in Atlanta. That, that defense is good. Yep. That de- even even though they they played against the Panthers, that a team that has plenty to prove. But that Falcons defense, I think, is going to be really good. Yep, and it'll be a test for the. Uh, the defense too, just because of BJ Robinson and the rushing attack that they have. But the the point being is just that AJ Dillon, I think, has a use on this team. I just want the coaches to use him more appropriately rather than just going for it and just giving him the ball just to give him the ball kind of thing. It's like not I don't want to say it's like a bad thing, but it's not necessarily a good thing either. Mm-hmm. Um who else we want to talk about? Any other any other kind of like Special teams. We can, Sorry. The, uh, wherever you're going to, special teams looked great today. Looked yes. great today. Tackling was on point. I think Eric Wilson and um, Ennis Gaines both had great uh, tackles on kick returns that stunted big returns. Um, and it, it was just really good to see them really running and and going yeah. for it and getting those tackles with, 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 while limiting big, um, big returns. It, it was good today. It was really good. Yeah, there was the tackles. Eric Wilson, I think, even stopped in like the ten. Mm-hmm. It was like just like it, the booze are rainy in Soldier Field, and to have a play like that, just like just stop a drive immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about Jaden Reed as a punt returner. Keyshawn Nix, I thought, looked very good. He was taking some kicks very far out of the end zone. It was nearly getting them at like twenty-five yard line, same field position. He, you know, did a touchback. Um, right. Yeah, I, and Anders Carlson too. Great day. Yep, great day for Anders Carlson. Hits his one field goal of what forty-seven, I think it was fifty-one, fifty-two, fifty-two, and then um, hits all his extra points. From there, Daniel Whalen had a great day punting. He's um, got to learn how to actually like aim the ball. But yeah, like <laughs> like Mason said in chat, just some booming punts, like hang time and pure leg strength is incredible. I think if he can mm-hmm. learn how to become a finesse punter and be able to angle the ball so that when it lands it goes sideways and not forward, I think he'll be a really good punter, which is something that this team will, will need going forward as obviously as we saw today, a couple of three and outs in a row where they've got to punt it away. And if you have a punter who can really get some down there, that really helps. That really, really helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a good punter is, is good to have. And the Packers have had a really... <laughs> it's a, a revolving door punter for the last few years. So Oh, for sure. Hopefully this is the start to the to the big booming era with Dar- Daniel Whalen. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks, Bache, for, for joining us. <laughs> love, love your chat. <laughs> Just came here to see what's like being happy with your team. Uh, we're ecstatic with our team today. 38-20, Packers win. Um, I'm trying to think of who else can get a, a solid mention. The rookies, Jaden Reed played well. Luke Musgrave caught the ball when it was thrown to him. Let's <laughs> work on the whole running thing. Um, should we shout it out to the offensive line? I guess any, anything else, Jordan, that you want to talk about before well, we begin to wrap up? Um, I Actually, I will say this too. I thought Keisha Nixon saved for that play. Um, where he lost uh, Darnell Mooney for the touchdown. Mm-hmm. Thought he did a promising turn at, at at nickel. I think he will have a lot of harder tests, and so I want to be you know reserve my true judgment of where he stands as a nickel corner. But mm-hmm. like 
cornerback was a big question mark, even against a Bears team that you know doesn't have the most complete um, uh, uh, options at wideouts besides DJ Moore. And Keyshawn Nixon held his own. I thought he did some made some big tackles, had a couple for a loss too. Um, yeah, solid debut as as the Packers nickel corner. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Uh, Corey Ballantyne had a had a good tackle on special teams. Where's the list of the 53 man roster? I think everyone played really well today. I'm trying to think of like a guys guys that didn't play too well. I know like the line. Josh, Can we just give it a shout out to the offensive line? Yeah, Josh Myers was playing okay i saw a lot of like pressure up the middle a little bit but man the rest of the line looks solid like one sack yep you know and the pockets got a lot more cleaner as the game went on which Mm -hmm. that's a big thing that it was not the same case for uh it was not the case for the bears no um and yeah jordan love didn't have an interception either it wasn't even close to really throwing in in you know threatening windows too so yeah the all line has basically did what they had done all preseason long, um, save for that one sack. And, yeah, that's, again, going to be the linchpin for this Packers team to succeed offensively. Yeah, absolutely. I think, like, I didn't, we didn't, they didn't call his name at all. I didn't, like, even look for him. But Zach Tom, I, I saw no pressure from that front side. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'll be excited to see if I can watch uh, some All-22 this week before, uh, before Thursday's or Friday's pod just of – generally how he played because i think he probably played uh quite well and i'm excited to see what it looked like um yep david bakhtari made it through the game mason that's always a plus uh like watching watching big linemen get up is always like stressful for, to me because yes. they're they're so huge that it looks like they're lumbering in, in order to get up and i saw like at one point david bakhtari get up and he's like on one knee just looking at the ground, I'm like, oh, it, is, is he okay? And I'm no, it's just a, a lineman trying to get up because they're 350 pound pure muscle men. <laughs> Rasheed Walker uh, had a play where he lined up as as a tight end. They had an extra offensive lineman. That was fun. Did he really? I, was like, I did not see that. Oh, yeah. I, I, at first, I'm worried. I'm like, oh, no, is Bakhtiari not playing? And then I just see, like, oh, they have him. They're on the same line. What? What's going on here? Right. That that is awesome. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Joe Barry, kind of. Joe Barry, kind of, kind of. No, no I'm gonna. I, you know what? You're gonna do it. We first year we were very apoplectic about Joe Barry, especially by the end of it and the ensuing. Where the we're gonna retain him, right? Tigers don't always change their stripes, so I'm told. So I'm told. Um, but. Very good. He, he remember his quote the other day: "The 2022 Green Bay Packers are not going to be the 2023 Green Bay Packers." First game, Joe Barry's right. He's right. Joe Barry's right. He's right. They they definitely played uh played very very well. So, um, I'm just I'm just happy that we started off on a good season. That we did we the Packers did their job per se, because yeah. otherwise, um, I think. It just would have looked a lot poorer than uh, than I think it should have, because, like I said, they they did their job. The Bears themselves, not the most high talented team at this point, and they they did it. What they they did what they're supposed to do. Thirty eight twenty, they go out and get the win, and I think they 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 kind of dominated in what um, 
what they should have done. So I have a I have a good quote to possibly wrap this whole thing up. Okay. If you if you're if you're willing to let me. Yep. Go ahead. I won't I won't name who said this until afterwards. I want to say sorry to the teammates and all the fans that are rooting for us. We will bounce back. We will be good. That was Justin Fields. Oh man, performance. That sounds like you. That was like a funeral. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Oh my lord, that is a dejected quote. Yeah, that is a dejected That's quote. That's really dejection. Um, this was the Bears Super Bowl, as it turned it out. Was. We talked about. We talked about preview, it. And I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> I think it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> um. Matt Steven puts out a, a video of him talking to Jair Alexander. And I love the angle of it because it's like right in his face like this. So all you see is like a majority of Jair's face and his cool sunglasses and just demeanor. Uh, DJ Moore had two catches, for 20, two catches for 25 yards today. Jair Alexander, quote, yeah, it was real quiet for him. I don't know if anybody else thought anything else was going to happen. <laughs> He's always a confident man, that Jair mm-hmm. Alexander. So... Um, one last little scroll through the Packers list, see if anything else pops up, but I don't think we have, uh, too much else. So we'll begin to wrap up. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate, uh, you coming by for our first 2023 post game pod. Um, if you want to listen to it again, we'd love you to listen to it again. Um, you can check it out, us, us out at, Talk of the Tundra on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. GSPN.info is where you can find all of the podcasts for Bucks, Brewers, Packers, and make time for this, our sort of junk drawer pod. Um, you can follow me, obviously, on screen at Known on Twitter, at Jordan Tresky on Twitter. You can click the subscribe button. If you're new here, we love that. Big subscribe button down there, the like button. It's a big one. We'll be doing a couple of these throughout the year. Um, happy to be 1-0. Just, just as uh, Aaron says in chat, woo, one and all gang. Um, yeah. Anything else, Jor, before we uh, we sign off here? No. I, we couldn't have asked for a better time to go live <laughs> to open up the season and to see a very possibly, um, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. Okay. It's not a very <laughs> grand opening statement. Right. I was going to say season defining win. We have a lot more games to go. So yes, we do. Let's, yeah. Awesome. Let's take. We'll, we'll celebrate tonight, and we'll we'll look ahead to it later. We get to go to bed with a victory in our pockets. So, mm-hmm. while that being said, folks, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we will talk to you on Friday for the preview of the Falcons game. Handle some cheeses there, and uh, it'll all be good. So, again, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We will talk to you later.